Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? Um, welcome to another special episode of uh, the PWT cast. Last week, we dropped for free an episode of uh, Scrump and Stang's family video. This week, decided to drop um, a free episode of uh, Go Go Scrump and Stank. You know, it's the end of the month. So if you're thinking about signing up for the Patreon, tomorrow would be the, <laughs> the best time to do so. Uh, but yeah, as you, some of you guys may know, Stank and I, we do do this third additional show for the $10 and above tier of uh, the Patreon. So uh, go ahead and listen to this one. It's uh, it's a little rando at, up front, but uh, a pretty fun episode. And if you want to hear more like this, again, sign up for the $10 above tier and uh, you'll get your daily dose of uh, Go Go Scrump and Stank. So uh, enjoy. Go, go. Bang Bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Go Go Scrump and Stank. I'm, of course, Scrump. And this is Stank. Uh, I would almost probably say I am the uh, skull to your bulk, Dave. Um, <laughs> I would say if they looked at us, we we kind of resemble the number 10. Yeah, we do. Uh, just, uh, just a little bit. Listen, I, I've put on some quarantine weight, and uh, I know this is a Power Ranger podcast, but I've... I have actually been having the worst luck with trying to go back to the gym. Like I, at the beginning of quarantine, I bought uh, eight pound dumbbells because they're the only ones available. Um, I can lift more than eight pounds, you guys. Sure. You know, yeah. you, you guys have seen my nephew. He's, he's a little chunky guy. Yeah. Um, that and some jump and uh, like a jump rope were the only things available. Like like yoga mats, but I was like, well, no, I want to like work out and stuff. And yeah. we had the wrestling ring here. And I would run in there and do cardio. Like I would put on like a whole sweatsuit, run and do cardio, and ugh, I would get blown up in like three yeah. minutes. So that was my exercise for the most part. And then I just stopped caring. Well, I think that's for everyone. They're like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm stuck inside. I might as well do push-ups and sit-ups. And well, no one ever does. You that. were going to the gym for a while. I remember that. Well, I started at the beginning, and then I was like, everyone's just sweating on stuff. And then, you know, we're at Planet Fitness. And you just see people getting off the machines and not wiping them off. And you're like, ugh, gross. Yeah, that is, like, I never understood that until I actually started going to the gym. And it's yeah. just, like, it's disgusting. There's just, like, sweaty fucking con- condensation spots on everything. Well, you like, see, ugh. so, like, speaking about Platinum Fitness, uh, this week's sponsor, Platinum Fitness, yeah. um, before I moved to where I'm living now, um, there was a Platinum Fitness, like, five minutes away, mm-hmm. of which I never went to. I never went there and um but i was still signed up there and then when i moved here i was there's a planet fitness just right off the express or right off the california exit so i was like oh perfect it's 24 hours i'll go there well the pandemic hit so i just never bothered to Mm -hmm. to switch over or do anything um cut to i i'm like all right cool I'm, i'm gonna switch over to this one um this weekend turns out you need the actual key tag i don't have that little key tag because yeah. uh, I, I just i was like well this is taking up space i don't fucking need this here right so i i go to planet fitness to, to my to original location because like you need it you can transfer you can do the transfer online right but you need the key code number so i go there and i tell the girl i'm like hey i'm like uh i need a new key thing you know she's like oh um because of covid we're not doing it i partly think she just didn't want to do it probably yeah. probably she's like i can manually check in i was like oh well no and then they exp- and i was like oh she's like or you can just um download the app and your key number is your phone number oh shit oh. all right cool fuck it. i was like oh, okay i'll do that and i walk out 
and I sit there in the and like I go home because I was like, okay, I'll do this at home. I get home and I'm sitting here trying to do this. It would not work. It it just it for whatever reason because it asks you for um, your birthday, mm-hmm. your uh, zip code that you signed up with, and then you know the, the key code. Yeah, would not work. I tried every like every possible variation. There really there's only two zip codes I could use. Right, and it didn't work. And I was just like. <sighs> Well, fuck. I was like, I don't want to go back because I know she'll still be working. Um, and so I, I haven't gone back. But I, I, yeah. I, they, they make it hard to do everything at Planet Fitness. Like, even working out. Like, um, again, this isn't fitness talk with Scrump and Steak. But, um, you know, I used to be a fairly strong guy. So, like, me and my best friend, we would go to, like, World Gym. And, like, he was doing amateur powerlifting and then, you know, I was like, all right, well, if you're lifting heavyweight, I will too. So, like, there was a, a time where I was benching, like, 455 without supplements, but it was, like, just wrecking my joints. But I like free weights. So, like, when I go into a Planet Fitness and everything is a machine and you got to wait and everyone's on their phone half the time, I'm like, Ugh. it just really drains the uh, the motivation out of you. See, I I remember when I was living next door to the shop. And I promise we'll get to Byron. Just yeah. talk to you guys. Don't worry. But when I was living next door to the shop... um my ex-girlfriend was living with me and she had a there's a not what is it and there's an export mm-hmm. like three minutes from here it's right. super close and so she signed up there because at first we were both going to sign up and then i was like you know what i was like just do the extra one just do the extra one that so you could bring a guest and then you'll bring me instead and right. we'll just and it was maybe like 10 bucks a month so i was just like just you pay for it i'm gonna what are we gonna go half on ten dollars right. like he sent you the five dollars. Oh, you get the fuck out of here! Right. Um, but we would go, and I fucking hated it because we would go at like five, six in the morning, and mm-hmm. I would, I would literally, I was just telling the story to Mark the other day. We would be in the car, or we would get to the gym. Like we, she'd wake me up, I wouldn't speak to her. I'd be like, "Don't fucking talk to me." The whole way, the car right there. We'd get to the gym. She'd get right to working out. I would just hang out in like the locker room for about ten minutes, just like waking myself up like sometimes i'd go in the sauna and just like just that would wake you know wake me up because it was so hot yeah um but then eventually we moved and they were like oh you can't transfer your membership like here or some some shit and we were just like okay well um where you don't want to and they're like oh well, you have to write a letter or something like some weird show you have yeah. to write a letter all the hoops yeah so instead, what we figured would just be easier is she just went and got a brand new debit card uh, so that she wouldn't have to keep paying there. And they would always like blow up her phone with just like, hey, this is uh, this guy all over from Export. We're calling because it's now three months and you, uh, you know, you haven't paid, you haven't come. We're just like, yeah, no, like, go fuck yourself. You know, it's a little uh, pro tip when you're behind on your gym dues like that. Walk in and give them an excuse and say, I would like to continue membership here. And they'll waive your gym. So pay for one month and they'll waive like your backlog of 10 months. Really? Every time. Oh, shit. Is that just export or is it like. I mean, I did it at Planet Fitness too. Like, I didn't come in and like, but again, I couldn't do it on the website. I forgot my login stuff. So I went in and I was like, can I just cancel? And they're like, well, would you like to keep going? I was like, I've got so many fees. I don't want to. And they're like, we'll just waive them. I was like, okay. So now I, I pay for my Planet Fitness. It's ten bucks a month, but I don't have back fees. See, it's basically for me. It's ten bucks a month. It's like a fat tax. Yeah. To just like, 
Yep, you're getting, and, and what sucks too is like like I was when I would go to the gym when I was living next door because it was every day we'd go mm-hmm. except for the weekends, right? Because um, much like one hour teas, I don't do weekends. Yeah. Um, but there was like I I did feel better, my clothes did fit mm-hmm. better, um, but just it's just sticking with it. It's just like the consistency yeah. of it. Like I, uh, and also this isn't just com- we're not just gonna only bash Planet Fitness, but like you go there and then they have like Domino's Pizza Night. And then they have like bowls of candies. I would avoid uh, that. I, I, it's the worst. I had to avoid those yeah. because so my dad's a gym rat. Yeah. <laughs> I know from looking at me, you can tell very much. I am also yeah. a gym rat, but no, he's a gym rat. He like he boxes. He sometimes like uh, he has like friends who are like amateur UFC guys, so he'll spar with them. They so he's just always going around. Like he is, he is like he is in great shape. Because literally in the pandemic, the only thing he's mm-hmm. been able to do. Um, is go to the gym, you know. I mean, aside from work, because for a while they were just like, "Hey, we're paying you to just not do anything." Like, yeah. cause he he's a vendor, so he has to go to different places. So they'd be like, "Hey, like, just just do it over the phone. Ask him what they need, and just send." So he even then he was getting paid to just do nothing. The American dream, <laughs> American dream, dude. Um, he also might have committed tax fraud. I don't know, but you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> Um, but so he he's just been you know at the gym just fucking getting yoked. Oh up. yeah, he's getting yoked up and shit. Like he looks like he's about to debut for NXT. <laughs> um, but what the fuck? Why did I even bring? Why did I bring up my dad? What were we just talking about? Working out, Planet Fitness, uh, gym rat. Oh, so I remember the first time that he took me. It was me and uh, Ivan, my my uh, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. We were like we were kids. I remember we we go. It was a it was an export. Um, we show up and it was just like Chinese food night or something like that. And we're just like, what the fuck? He's like, stay the fuck away from that. He's like, you're not, we're not going anywhere near yeah. that. And he worked us out. Like it was like, it was the, the heart family dungeon. And he was mm-hmm. just too hard. Like he were like for the next two days, I had like T-Rex arms. Like I could not fully send both me and Ivan. We're just like, what the fuck? And all I could remember is him like working us out and just like looking over and there's people enjoying all this Chinese food. And I'm like, fuck like that's mm-hmm. all i want and like afterwards we're like can we he's like no he's like yeah go home and like eat like eggs or something yeah. like something healthy i'm just like boiled tuna and i'm like why can i have this fucking this deep fried rice that's all i want um but i mean i guess the moral of that is you know if if people looked at us from afar I think we kind of would resemble yeah, a bulk bulk, and skull and you're like a quarter bulk yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but it, getting there. yeah, but it's fine. You know, again, yeah. listen, uh, hot girl, I'm going to get in shape for my hot girl summer. Right. Uh, not my white boy summer. Like Tom Hanks's kid is, uh, out there proclaiming to, to be wanting to do. Um, I also had to look down right now cause I wasn't sure that I hit the record button <laughs> and I would have been so pissed off if for the past 10 we minutes ranting at no one. Oh yeah. For the past 10 minutes, we we're just talking and it's just like, what the fuck? Like none of it recorded. None of our fans are getting any of this awesome gym talk. <laughs> I, I'm, listen, I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll, they'll appreciate all this gym yeah. talk. Uh, but of course, on this week's episode, uh, we're talking about Bulk and Skull, played by Bulk, played by Paul uh, Schreer, and um, Skull, played by Jason Narvi. Uh, and then, so, what, what's, what's kind of your memories of Bulk and Skull? Because I mean, for the most part, they are just pretty much the comedic relief. But like, they've they've stuck around for a while. Yeah, I mean, I always thought, and I I still think today that they were really innovative in the way that they portrayed bullies especially for something like live action and it's like 
we still have bullying today, but especially back in like the 90s and the 80s, bullies were like a really big problem for people. So much so that it was like a funny part of all our pop culture. You'd have the bully stuff in a kid in a locker. Swirlies were a thing. Like, was that a thing for you growing up? Like, um, so I've been on both sides of it. So uh-huh. when you're like, I was a pudgy kid when I was smaller, and when you're a pudgy kid that's half Korean and your last name's Stankin, it's not a fun time a lot of the time. So, in fact, I remember when I got my COVID shot, um, the lady looks at me. She's like, "Oh, Stankin, that's a that's a cool name." I was like, "Not when you're in third grade." Yeah, right. Like yeah. that when you're a chubby little third grader, you bitch. Yeah. She's like, "Excuse me." So I developed like this real comp. Like I, I got beat up probably around like second and third grade, and then I was like, nah, "I'm gonna be a bully from now on." So like I hit a growth spurt. I got skinny, and then I got real athletic, and then I was just a real douchebag. So. Um, so yeah, bullying was a very prevalent thing as it is today. It's a little bit different now, though. I think. But was it like as it was portrayed in here, where like kids were getting stuffed in lockers and and things of that? Because like I like I think to like when I was like in high school and stuff, and it was more like cyberbullying. Like we were going to make yeah. a fake Facebook page of you and like ruin you socially. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean for us. So like I was in a private school most of my elementary school. And then what we would do is, like, all my little brother's friends. My brother's, like, five years younger than me. Shout out, Chris. Yeah, we, we'd all be in, like, shared recess, and I would make them, like, eat grass. I'd make them kiss my feet. <laughs> and we would, like, chase them around and just torture these kids. And even outside of that, outside of high school, we had this kid, and he's probably not listening, but he is a customer of Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, his name was Matt Kennedy. And he was my brother's age. He used to pick on my brother a lot. And then... Just happenstance, he started trying to hang out with our high school group of friends, and I just brutalized this kid. Like, I'd make him stand on the snow without his shoes on. The only way he'd get his shoes back is if he completely pissed his pants so I could see him. We would hit him with belts. This is horrible. <laughs> I was, we were really horrible. And, like, I'll tell it was you, the 90s. Yeah, it was the 90s and 2000s. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I found him on Facebook and I said, listen, dude, I'm so sorry. Unsolicited. And I was like, I must have been working through some things, and I took it out on you. And I was like, you did pick on my brother, so maybe I had a little bit more impetus to do it. But um, you were just trying to be friends and trying to impress all these older guys. And we would just, like, we literally gave him swirlies, and we would give him wedgies until they ripped all his underwears and stuff. And he just wanted to hang out. He kept coming back for it. So it became this fun thing. And then you get all your buddies around you, and you're just egging each other on. And then... You know, you don't, you have no empathy and you don't think of the other. So, um, he accepted my apology. We're friends on Facebook now, but, uh, um, hey, shout out Matt. Yeah. But, um, and, and we didn't call him Matt. We called him Toad. No, shout out Toad. Yeah. He yeah. was just Toad. I mean, imagine that. But, um, so yeah, bullying was a real thing. It still is. And like, it, it's a little more sinister now. Yeah. Like, definitely. Um, so like, I kind of talked about it the other day. This, like, two weekends ago now, I guess. Um, from when this will come out, because I was I was hanging out with so like with me like bullying again like it wasn't ever really a thing like mm-hmm. like listen I did so like I I did my fair share of shit talking but it just it never got to the point where like I was bullied or I felt the need to like let's all king up on you were this all person on a pretty even. Yeah, like I pretty yeah. much got along with everyone. Like it's always weird. Like I talk to like kids specifically of my generation. It's like, oh, they were this or that. Like there's all these different cliques, and I'm just like, 
I don't know. I kind of just got along with everyone. Yeah, you floated around between the groups. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I was, I was cool with the cool kids. I was cool with like the uncool kids. Like yeah. it was, you know, I just, I don't know. I got along. Which is with probably everyone. the best way to be, especially exactly because yeah. it was a lot. A lot of times, like so, the closest that were like they came to bullying was, um, in what was it? it was, I was a freshman, so I was a freshman and. Uh, again, I mentioned him earlier, Ivan. Mm-hmm. I hung out with Ivan and Arturo. They're two of my best friends. I've been friends with them for, for the longest. Um, there, I was trying to uh, I was trying to uh, romance a girl in my grade, and there was this one kid who was two grades above. He was, he was a junior. We were a freshman, and he was also sweet on her. I mean, unbeknownst to fucking me, like, right. I, like I'm a freshman. I know nothing about the goings and comings of yeah. any other, you know, like any other social class, basically. Yeah. Um, and so he started to like her. It was just like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Like, just backed off. Um, he was dating Vivian, mm-hmm. my friend, you know, f- yeah. friend of the show, Vivian. And they had just like broken up or whatever the case was. And it, again, unbeknownst to me i had no idea that they were dating or anything her and i became friends around this time right so this guy was like angry that i was like he i guess he he thought i was like oh so i'm trying to get with his ex now or something Mm -hmm. a whole thing but i just i remember like him and his friends would try to like try to like bully me or whatever but again because i was cool and same so with like oh shit sorry man um a lot of my friends were just uh, from grammar school 70 of us out of 80 all went to Lakeview. Right. So it was just the same people around. And I was always around Ivan and Arturo. So it was just like, they would try to like punk us out. And it was, again, me stick, like, you know, I wasn't just like, Ugh, defend me. No, like, yeah. never worked out. So I specifically remember there's this one time where we're going down to, to the lunchroom. And it was like right in front of like the prince, like the principal's office too. So it was just, of course, it would fucking happen there. So we're walking and it's, Ivan on my right side, Arturo on my left side, and another one of our friends, Vincent. So I'm talking to Ivan looking this way, and so we're walking. So I'm not looking in front of me. So as we're walking forwards, the one guy, I'll, I'll say, Mark's, he's not going to listen. His name is Mark. Mm-hmm. He's walking this way, and he, like, says something to me. Arturo's like, I've had it. So they they just start beating the shit out of Arturo starts beating the shit out of him. Mind you, Arturo, he's maybe, like, He's barely five feet, Arturo. Right. And this other guy, Mark, he's about five six, five seven. So it's this tiny guy just beating the shit out of this taller guy. Like to the point where one of the security guards who's like six foot six, this giant dude, picks him up and he's and she's just giving him an advantage because now instead of throwing punches up high, he's just throwing them down low. Yeah. You know, pulls him aside. We go to lunchroom and they're like, uh, Alberto Lara, would you please go to the principal's office, Alberto Lara? And I was like, Well, if I'm going to get in trouble, I'm going to finish my lunch first. Right. So I'm like finishing my lunch. On a full stomach. Of course. Yeah. Finally, like get up to the principal's office and they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, listen, I didn't tell anyone to fight anyone. And I guess they basically just wanted the story because one guy's telling one story, the other guy's telling right. the other. And that was kind of the end of that because it shortly became Mark and Arturo feuding and no, me no longer involved. Right. You know? Um, so that was probably the closest that it came to bullying. But I was actually talking about bullying because my sister, you know, my sister, I famously told the story of one time my mother and I coming home from Jewel mm-hmm. and uh, she. There's a brouhaha. Yeah. She, three yeah. girls try to jump her. She beats the shit out of all three of them. And me and my mother are just like, whoa, John Wick? Yeah. You know, like, oh, we didn't know. I didn't know my yeah. sister was John Wick. 
I've never even seen that movie. Yeah. But I assume that's something but John Wick you, does. But you get the reference. You get the reference. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's one of the things we talk where, like, it was a lot of, like, cyberbullying, I guess is what you would say, you know? Like, and especially with, like, them, her and her group of friends, was, they were straight up, like, mean girls from the Mean Girls movie. Like, my sister, I've often said, like, she is Regina George. Yeah. At least was. She's matured now. You know, she oh, has sure. children and stuff. Yeah. But it was just a lot of that. Like, it was, even in, like, grammar school, it was more so just, like, those kinds of things as opposed to like people actually fighting like i I remember kids fighting from being bullied but it was it was a lot more of just like oh dave dave has a pink folder that means he's gay ha 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 because we're third graders and that kind of thing we have no nuance exactly it was it was never any like oh they gave him a swirly never anything like that yeah um and i guess it's just a generational thing i mean we i mean you and i do have like 10 years on each other yeah i I think bullying has evolved and and like I'll say this: the one main thing that's, and I'll, I'll throw myself in that too, that um, is common among most bullies. I'd say the vast, vast majority is they have insecurities that they're really dealing with, and that's why I think cyberbullying is so much more attractive to bullies now because now they don't have to do the face-to-face. Con- you, you don't have to have the quote-unquote bravery mm-hmm. to throw a fist, and so. But yeah, I mean. Coming back to Power Rangers, that's that. That's what that is what we're talking about. Yeah, Power Rangers. Yeah. That's what was so refreshing is that, like, in a lot of portrayals on TV, especially live action, it's always you'll see like the bully. He's like a punker, or he'll have like a, a denim or a leather jacket, and he's smoking, and he's kind he's kind of cool, right? And he's he's beating people up. And in the Power Rangers, these bullies were just idiots. Mm-hmm. You know, they had no like they weren't cool, and you could tell they were trying to be cool. And it was really kind of like if you were a bullied kid and you were into Power Rangers, which, you know, let's be honest, that could have been something you were bullied about. Yeah. Um, And then you see bullies portrayed as bumbling idiots that nobody really gives a shit about. Um, It might have gave you a little bit of a spark of hope, you know, that like the kids that are doing the right thing, learning martial arts and being friends and doing constructive things at the juice bar. Those are the cool kids, not these bullies. And so... I always thought it was really cool that these guys were bumbling idiots, and like we've started to see that more in live action now. I, I think Power Rangers was kind of a pioneer of that, but um, yeah, it was kind of a cool way to portray bullies as. Listen, see, guys, uh, don't worry about these. Funny enough, in the twenty in the Power Rangers twenty seventeen reboot that we reviewed, um, Bulk and Skull in there are more like. 2d bullies you know as opposed to like in the show where they were a little bit more three-dimensional and granted you did have so much of them in other seasons where they were kind of a little bit more fleshed out because like as we'll get into it like like i think at one point they're cops you know like there's there's a whole story with them and stuff but in the movie and maybe you know if they would have kept going we would have seen a little bit more of them but like it's funny because yeah because in in the, the reboot they're just straight up just 2D. Like, you don't really... They, they don't even say their names, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, in the credits that you see, they, like... They're of no consequence to anyone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just, like, a little bit of history on them, because it's... Uh, it was actually... So, uh, the one thing I kind of want to... I want to talk about this first, because I... I don't know about you. I had no idea about this. Um, so, they were supposed to get their own spinoff. Oh. Yeah. So around the time of Zio, Saban planned to make a Bulk and Skull comedy spinoff show where they would run a hotel. Um, also, Bulk and Skull, I, I did mention, they're played by Paul uh, yeah. Schreer and Jason Narvey. Um, uh, 
Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, oh, they were they were supposed to run a hotel. Jason Narvi said that it would be their grandmother's hotel, um, which I wasn't aware that they were related. Uh, a Mexican Elvis impersonator was going to be a supporting character. Uh, Narvi claims that the video release of The Good, The Bad, and The Stupid was put out as a test market, and when no one bought it, Saban canceled the plans. Um, this is also the reason why the characters returned into chimpanzees in Turbo as the actors who played them were busy shooting the pilot for their spinoff. I very briefly remember them being played by monkeys mm-hmm. uh, in Turbo, because that, that's the, the one I was watching. Um, but I just I found that interesting that I was just like, oh, like that that kind of would have been like a little yeah. cool to see them because you know in in a uh, disney plus universe like think about it now if disney plus still if they hadn't fumbled the bag which is every single time we talk for those unaware yeah disney at one point owned the part I, I think like twice uh it was pitched to them once and then they owned them once and they just yeah they turned stan lee down stan saw super sentai and said this would be great Excelsior, and then they were like, "Nothing, Stan." Can you imagine the powerhouse Disney would be if? I mean, like, listen, it's they're doing fine. They yeah. just recently acquired like a Sony's like library of films, so they're doing fine. But they're like, okay. if you could have Power Rangers, like Marvel and Star Wars under one umbrella, like just oh, you know, mouth frothing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so. There's the they're in the original pilot for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, uh, Jason Narvi was not in it, so it was originally a gang of five bullies. Uh, Paul Shearer was bully number five. He got eventually, eventually, he gets to be bully number one by virtue of he showed up early, he showed up the earliest. So they were just like, Oh, you're punk number five. No, 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 now you're punk number one, and that's a good lesson. Show up exactly, 50% of it. um. Jason Narvi was actually so yeah he was not in the in the present in the pilot but he did actually audition to be Billy hmm. so um you know that was kind of that uh, according to Shreer uh yeah he showed up ten minutes earlier so you know he got the he got the role and then in the second pilot which they actually showed at the Power Morphicon back in two thousand seven Shreer was playing a character actually named Bulk because again in this original one they were just punk number one two three four five right. whatever um. And this time it did include Jason Narvi as Skull. Um, and you know, like I mentioned, he additionally auditioned for Billy, but he came back to audition for Skull. Um, and according to Narvi, the actor who played Punk Number 1 in the pilot, because, again, they, they changed it this time around, uh, They he was too intimidating to play a comedic character. So that is basically why they went with these two guys as mm-hmm. the characters. Um and again, this this version of Bulk and Skull uh, was more similar to the style that we saw, um, as opposed to like in, in the original pilot that I don't right. think that many people have seen. They were more we mentioned two dimensional, generic, bad guys. generic, yeah, yeah, bullies or whatever. Um, and uh, I mean, this is basically the debut of Bulk and Skull, and um, you know they would kind of end up as just the comedic trope for the next few seasons of Power Rangers, actually. Um, I kind of actually wanted to talk about the, the actors because um, Jason, uh, well, you know, um, so do you know the actual names of Bulk and Skull? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm, try- oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to not cheat. Uh, the, la- the last names I know are Bulkmeister and Skull. 
Gulovich. So it's Farkas, Bulk, Bulkmeyer. Bulkmeyer. Yeah, and then yeah. Eugene Skull, Skullovich. Yeah. yeah, so you got that right. Which is like, what kind of like weirdo name, you know? Um, Skullovich is such a metal last name, too. That, that's so bad. Like, if you imagine how much more in life we would have gotten done if our last name yeah. was Skull. I mean, you have a cool last name in, in Stankin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got picked on so much if they, if I was Dave Skullovich. Oh, leave the Skullovich kid and his kid brother Chris alone. Yeah, Chris Skullovich. Dave and Chris Skullovich. Oh God, it sounds like you guys are like a WCW tag team, or we're, we're extras on uh, Shameless or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Paul Paul Schreier the second actually, um, you know, he primarily he's mostly just in Power Ranger stuff. Um, he did uh, 16 episodes of the Hello Kitty animated series, a short film called An Easy Thing. He's also an artist, having worked on the comic book The Red Star. And in 2017, he started his first animation voice role as Flunk in Cartoon Network's Mighty Magiswords. Um, you know, like kind of looking at his uh, filmography, like it is just mostly just Power Ranger stuff, you know, like aside from, you know, like i mentioned just the random things that he did but jason narvey he's more of the actual actor yeah. of the two jason andrew narvey um he uh he grew up in los angeles he started at the league trasberg theater institute you know he's best known as playing skull one of uh the bullies from the Power ranger right. series um he's also supplied the voice of combat chopper uh on this similar show mass rider mm-hmm. um he appeared in the Fox Family pilot, Men in White. He's also appeared in numerous commercials, public service announcements, voice, numerous tie-ins, and video games for Fox, ABC, and Disney. He received a Bachelor of Arts degree from Franklin and Marshall College, where he got his master's degree from Mary Baldwin College, where he studied American Shakespeare Center, performing in the titular role of Henry V, Pericles, and Hamlet. So this guy is fucking... He's got chops. He's got chops, yeah. He's also a certified actor slash combatant with the British Academy of Stage and Screen Combat and a member of the Screen Actors Guild and holds a PhD in theater studies from the University of California in Santa Barbara. He He's currently an associate professor and chair in theater department at Concordia University in Chicago. Dude, we could probably fucking... We should probably go see if we can meet him. Yeah, what the fuck? Get him on here. Yeah, uh, recently Narvi became a brand ambassador for Shout Factory TV's uh, Toku Shotsu channel on Pluto TV, and to this day, he still remains friends with uh, his co-stars Paul Schreer and Jason David Frank. Um, yeah, that whoa, I, I didn't know he'd accomplished that much. Like, I knew he was an actor because I believe, and it's not mentioned here, but I be- I remember seeing that like him. He was involved a little bit more behind the scenes and was right. like helping produce like some some more Power Rangers stuff, like some of the newer seasons. Um, and again, you know, kind of with the history of Bulk and Skull, like my memory of them, because again, I, I watched a little bit more than you did. Right, is up into up until uh, Lost Galaxy, because at they leave earth and join this like this colony in space and that's really i the last time they they they're featured prominently right you know they they do show up in other seasons um specifically in that forever red episode that i i told you about have, yeah. have you seen that one Not have you yet, watched that no. one um hey maybe that's the one that one we talk about next take a look at but it. that one you know they they do make a cameo in it um although it's never explained how they come back from a different galaxy in yeah. space again it's just you know it's funny because uh, at that point they're working at uh a, a, they don't specifically say it's a juice bar it's a tropical themed bar 
which yeah. you know to which tommy oliver is hanging out at it's probably the juice bar called bulk myers um and you know they're sitting it's funny because in this episode you see them they're having a conversation of the early days uh of power rangers bulk in particular is bragging to skull about how he once met lord zed and rita repulsa um skull just like pretends like he doesn't care and then bulk you know he, he takes a phone call from andros the the red in space power ranger and they kind of just like uh here you know and they go over to tommy um it which is kind of weird because they act like scared or intimidated but like at this point they've known him for so many years right and uh you know like they know he's a power ranger right um but it's so and like and reading a little bit more about their their time in that in the original cut of forever red their scenes went on a little longer um they would try to refer to more foot soldiers to to kind of just one up each other you know just mentioning the all the cast of of villains that they've encountered because they haven't countered quite a bit you know yeah. like they're even in that mighty morphin movie the yeah. uh the 95 one um skulls uh oh yeah i guess so i guess in in the deleted scene it's um it's real that tommy oliver's actually their boss and he's the real owner of bulk myers um it, it's i mean it was never aired so it's technically not canon um which I guess it makes sense because in that universe, Tommy Oliver is like going to school to become, uh, uh, archeologist. Yeah. So like at what he's that, he's that slang and juice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so again, that, that's basically, you know, kind of just, that was never reference. Um, but, uh, this was Shears, uh, final on-screen appearance for Pyre Rangers until nine years later, uh, when he returned for Pyre Rangers Samurai and uh narvi's final appearance was uh in the super samurai yeah super power ranger super samurai i assume power ranger samurai and super samurai have something to do with each other you would think um yeah. but like i mentioned between lost galaxy and wild force shearer was still involved uh voice voicing uh certain characters um but yeah, so you know, again, in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they uh, you know they're initially the bullies, and then kind of just as we go on, um, there's more jokes based around them, and they're constantly like at this point getting involved in the action with like getting involved with the monsters and right. like um, they became more lovable. Yes, that that is also a thing. Like at a certain point, they do just become that because it, it happens with most villains. Like again, and it was things like oh skull has a crush on kimberly you know bulk wants to let's try to you know uh win over trini like it's things like that that um are more dennis the menace i would say than like uh you know nelson months yeah yeah they're more millhouse than they are nelson months really you know really at the end of the day um but i did mention that at a certain point they become uh police officers um it's as at the start of the third season they joined the angel grove junior police patrol um having heard that they like that they like um that girls like men in uniform which they should have became firefighters because yeah. you know firefighters actually I, <laughs> I don't know like at least to me i'm like i think like i'd be more impressed by a firefighter than a police officer yeah like i like firefighters is like fucking running running into buildings like that's always been one of those things where it's like when i hear about like fire like firefighters and what they go through yeah firefighters aren't going to people's houses and setting them on fire exactly yeah you know uh (laughs) um so that's really i mean you know lieutenant jerome stone um who 
explicitly changes them from bumbling bullies into good-natured knuckleheads, which I guess that's kind of a good way of explaining their character arc. Yeah. Because they do change. Like, that's the one thing. Like, if you've never watched Power Rangers and you're like, oh, so these guys are just, like, these bumbling, like... Douches, yeah. No, 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 no. They do, you know, change. Um, So this... uh, Stone, he, Stone also becomes a character himself, frequently giving bulk and skull orders that they usually fail to perform, which, you know... It's usually just him like yelling at them in anger, and you know, you know, them yeah. just egg on their face. You know? Um, so they do at at some point, like I mentioned, um, become like actual police. There's also like a number of jokes that like uh that were just reoccurring because for some reason, I mean it's TV, that's why. But for some reason, the monsters would always show up and like attack them first. Like whenever they would show up to the city, you know, yeah. it's like they encounter them and they were like the best way to describe them is just like monster magnets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So during, uh, Power Rangers CEO, I don't know if you remember this, uh, they do remain members of like the junior police force, but they even, they get one of those like old school motorcycles with a little sidecar, uh, which is perfect for them. Oh, of course. Yeah. I've always been scared to fucking ride those things. Like I, I've never been on a motorcycle. I don't think I could ride in that little sidecar. I would be, I'd be so scared that someone's just going to swipe me. It seems so flimsy. <sighs> yeah. Um, so they remain members until Bulk's attempt to woo the police's chief. The police chief's daughter accidentally causes Lieutenant Stone to be fired. They quit the force out of loyalty to Stone, and uh, they join him when he opens up his own detective agency. And this is more so with Zio. I, I admitted we've not done much Zio. Right. I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe we should just, like, watch, like, a history of Zio video and then just catch up on it just to catch up on it. Cause I've, I have heard from listeners that are like, Hey, it's good. And again, I know I watched it, but I, it didn't stick. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I clearly, yeah. Um, it didn't stick. Um, I'm kind of just reading some more to just kind of get through it. Uh, um, Zio concludes with Bulk and Skull accepting an offer to work for an agency in France on a top secret mission. Uh, they depart much of the dismay and frustration of Stone. The major plot point was drop without uh, explanation in Zio and filming of the Turbo movie. Uh, the main reason was that Zio originally was the last time they were supposed to be shown, you know, and they were supposed to have their own spinoff, which, yeah, I do remember that because I believe they do also show up in the Turbo Rangers movie. So, and there is no like, oh, we're, we are back from France. Yeah. Or nothing like that. Um, because, yeah, because at the beginning of the Turbo Power Rangers movie, like, they're working as police officers with Lieutenant Stone. Um, which, yeah, I kind of now looking back, this might be why I don't remember. Because I do remember a lot more of Turbo. Right. I, the Turbo to me was a little cooler. Like, they, they had, like, the cars as Megazords. Gun to my head right now. I could not tell you <laughs> what the Megazords look like for Zio. That's not a good thing. No. Yeah. You know, like... Most of them are pretty iconic. Like I have like the little, you know, Mighty Morphin ones over here to the side. Yeah. Gun to, again, gun to my head. Could not tell you anything about uh, those. Um, uh, yes, I mean, and again, so in Turbo, they they sort of just remain, remain as you know, like I don't think they get, they don't stay cops or. Right. work the security whatever um I, I know at some point they start getting random jobs like the, again they're just evolving it, it almost sort of reminds me of like the three stooges i was literally just gonna say that yeah know, where every time you see them they're painters or they're hunters pizza delivery they're man just doing some random thing yeah yeah 
it's that and um the one thing that i do like though is that they, they always find a way to incorporate them into meeting that the newest generation of rangers right because like I, I mean by this point there's not aside from tommy there's no og ranger that they would have gotten to know right it's and they are aging too like they don't keep them like the same age which would have been weird because like no you're grown you're men old, yeah. yeah you're fucking they were grown men back then too. exactly yeah. um but uh, so we kind of get into power rangers in space at this point and this i specifically remember because they're uh, in a field and they spot a ufo and this is of course like you know this is very much space in theme it's uh, this specific season of power rangers is the closest to star wars that you get like very much they lift it like and speaking with uh, uh christopher Kamen lee who uh plays andros the red ranger in right. this season he talked about he's like yeah uh they straight up just lifted so much star wars stuff i think in one in one episode he said that he was that he talked about the dagobah system just to see how far away he could <laughs> how far he could get away with it and nobody noticed um so you know it, it is something like that but i know yeah. they they do meet a professor um they don't have his name um a professor phenomenus who he kind of reminds me of uh professor frank from the simpsons like he is literally just this old eccentric man who's like he's convinced aliens are real and he's like they're uh, he becomes their new lieutenant stone in the in the sense that they're just following him around they're getting into all sorts of shenanigans with him and towards the end of the episode this is actually um the one thing that i really like so there's uh like the last it's countdown to destruction it's the last like two three episodes um earth does get taken over so they take over angel grove and there's like all these different villains from the last three iterations and um they're they're like leading a revolution they're like fuck this like we're you know we're gonna revolt against them and bulk and skull are at the like yeah you know like as opposed to the more traditional like kind of scary cats we've seen them at this point they step up because like they're defending earth right you know so it's a little bit more you know more storyline that they get that they give them and yeah man bulk and skull this is like at least to me their most defining moment you know they're they're inspired by the by the rangers and they rally everyone to get in there and they lead the charge and they just start fighting off like these villains you know they're protecting the rangers at this point which again you know if you go back to some of the earlier seasons there's just antagonists and there's something oddly satisfying about that where you i mean who would who would ever think you would go to power rangers for such a nice long-term redemptive arc oh yeah these guys like i dare i say they have a better actual character arc than most of the power rangers because yeah. for the most part the only the only real power ranger that gets like a character arc is the sixth ranger is yeah is a sixth ranger yeah. you know like it'll be like oh his fucking his family died right you know and he's the only one left and it's always that as opposed to everyone else who's just like david He's, he's pretty good at karate yeah david's the green ranger and he really loves karate and there will be one episode where it's just like the only way to solve this issue is with karate yeah. and then you know dave will show up and he's like well it's a good thing i'm really good at it i'll karate the shit out of this problem exactly yeah. um and then so in the original plans for in space bulk and skull we're going to form a volunteer citizen force group to protect angels grove while the rangers are away uh but in power rangers lost in galaxy bulk uh and Professor Phenomenus. Oh, yeah. Skull wasn't in it. Huh. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. 
So now I remember. So again, so there's um, a space colony that's going away. Like I, it's, this is again kind of just the start of the, like the new Pirates in the chapter. And there right. is this like giant space colony called Terra Venture, and they're leaving into space. And the joke was, uh, Skull oversleeps and he doesn't wake up in time to join them. Um, and so it's just Bulk and the Professor. You know, they go to this planet, and that's basically again, like I mentioned. Uh, at this point, Jason Narvi starts doing more voice work. So it's more, I, I think, a little bit more behind the scenes. Um, uh, Empire Rangers. And so that's basically kind of just the end of Spoken Skulls. We know them. I mentioned Empire Rangers Samurai and Super Samurai. Uh, it's And Power Ranger Samurai, it follows Bulk trying to train Skull's son, Spike, in the ways of the Samurai, but failing each time. Uh, the two of them operate out of a converted garage due to Bulk's sister's marriage with Skull. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So it looks like, you know, there's a uh, spikes addressing him as uncle Bulk. Uh, he has to keep reminding him to call him sensei during the training, much like his father, Spike has a big crush on the pink Power Ranger. Skull made a brief appearance in the Power Rangers super samurai finale, samurai forever, where Skull picks up his son. He arrives in a limo with a suit. Bulk and Skull size each other up and Bulk remarks. He's changed. But after a brief te- tease of conflict, they're shown to still be friends. Skull remains accident prone as he and Spike hit their heads on a sign when waving goodbye to Bulk. Um, in the original casting sides, Bulk and Spike were uh, not present in the comic relief where two singing Rota Sweepers, Big Mac and Skinny Jack. So it definitely sounds like it was good that they went back with that and, you know, reunited them. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, like I mentioned, like the, they play prominently like in that 95 Power Rangers movie where um, they again kind of sort of lead a revolt with the kids because, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole weird subplot of Ivan Ooze's uh, slime. Yeah, his ooze. Yeah, it causes the parents like, <clears throat> which you know, even talking about the plot of that movie, that's kind of fucked up where like his plan is to have the have a ma- mass suicide with all the kids' parents. Um, yeah, that's pretty fucked up though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know, like I mentioned, the canceled spinoff, and that's kind of just the end of those two. But um, I mean, kind of thing long lasting. The it's like we mentioned. I, I I'm a fan of the characters because of the just the what what is that word? The um, them being able to stick around for so longevity. Long. The longevity of them. You know, again, we've kind of just seen them do everything, and yeah. like I like I'm not lying. Like I I want to go watch. I want to go see this like little clip because I mean yeah can't imagine it's longer than like two or three minutes but it is fun like tying it back we're like oh yeah he married his sister and you know uncle bulk and stuff well, that's how close they were yeah uh what i like most about bulk and skull and, and again my primary knowledge is uh mighty morphin is one i like the idea of and we briefly mentioned it you know outside of the scripted show just show up mm-hmm. that's half half your opportunities are missed by not showing up at all. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. So I always like stories like this, or like um, like Urkel was only supposed to be on one episode of Family Matters, and he took over, and then obviously it became his show. But, like, you know, they clearly didn't intend on these guys to be much. They were Punk 1 and Punk 2 or whatever they were. And they lasted longer than almost anyone on the show. It, it got to the point where they were coming up with like, what can, all right, now they're Let's, cops. Yeah. All right. Now they're pizza deliver. Now they're scientists yeah. because that's, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. And now just imagine they didn't show up for that. 
mm-hmm. they they slept in and someone else got it. We might not. It might have changed the history of Power Rangers as a whole. Yeah. But I also like you know, like I said, the portrayal of them as big dummies, and then I think they were one of the only people on the show that got like cartoon effect noises like when they would do like they would slip oh, yeah you'd hear like a, very reminiscent of like a like a laurel and hardy yes you know and yeah and and also like the three stooges reference like mm-hmm. they were very much in that vein and it's weird because i don't think we see characters like that anymore um i was actually talking with my wife the other day and i said there's gonna be a whole generation of kids that don't know who the three stooges are which is kind of sad. it's kind of sad to think that that sort of thing is not appealing to anyone anymore. It's really the it's really a lot of the foundations of a lot of the slapstick humor we've seen and, and loved as we were kids. And these two guys were really perfect for that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, whenever they came on, they had their own little theme music that, you know, announced their arrival mm-hmm. as the bumbling idiots. And um, the other thing is it was they weren't mean spirited. There no, it, um, they were assholes in the show's context, but it was never venomous or vitriolic. It was they were just dummies that were trying to press any advantage they thought they had, and then they got egg on their face and they learned their lessons. Hopefully, um, but yeah, I think it's a, it was a refreshing take, and it's a good way to show conflict um, outside of gigantic monsters destroying your city every week. So yeah, it's. And like we mentioned too, it's it was always kind of fun how they incorporated them into episodes or even like the movies, mm-hmm. um, because they are they are those like lovable like uh, side characters that you like. Yeah, you know, like it's um, like I think too, like Thor Ragnarok, one of my favorite movies. Um, I love Korg. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're those kind of characters. He really where, makes the movie. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And no, like it, it's cool for them. Like, again, that I mentioned that, like, they're still around. They're still within that universe. They're still canon. Because, again, us, there's the one thing you got to remember about Power Rangers uh, is aside from there's two very specific seasons, everything is canon. Right. Everything is canon within the exact same Power Rangers universe right. that you know of. Again, there's one universe where it's like, Oh, in this universe, dinosaurs never went extinct, so right. they're real. And I forget, I forget which the other one is. But aside from that, for the last thirty years, everything they're all else interconnected. Exactly, it's interconnected. Yeah. So you could, like in this instance of the samurai and super samurai, be like, yeah, bulkish bulk, you know, showed up and he's training fucking Skull's kid, right? Because that's his they nephew. Continued on existing. Exactly, and, yeah. you, and and that's kind of the beauty with Power Rangers as a whole is you could always kind of just like, oh hey yeah this is this is Zane he was a Silver Ranger and uh, in space and now he's interacting with these people very much the same way you know they I don't know if they still do but they used to do every season where it's like oh no you know this you know this team of Ranger needs help and then last season's team would show up um, or there was even that one time when the Ninja Turtles showed up. Ugh. The less spoken of that. Yeah, it's it's not a good one. But I will also say, uh, for Jason Narvi specifically, so I was watching um, like the behind the scenes, like the making of the Mighty Mo from Power Rangers movie, mm-hmm. um, like the original one, and you know you got all the cast members talking about like all the cool things that happened, and you know you got the new team that like they just started and they're thrown into a movie. And then, like, one of the most notable, like, in, in, like, the confessional or, like, the interview sessions was Jason Narvi talking about 
his experiences on the movie. And I don't know what it is, but like, of course, he's portrayed as an idiot on the show. Um, but in this one, he's very insightful and he's telling stories. And like, you can you can clearly tell he's got a grasp on the production side of things. Mm-hmm. And you would never get that just knowing, just seeing his character and like the little screen time they got each episode. Um, but yeah, it's just cool seeing him as, as like a comfortable, like real human, not being an idiot, and um, just like enjoying the experience of being part of the Power Rangers mythos as a whole. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that these guys went past Mighty Morphin and got a character arc. Like, I think, I think it's really nice to see something redemptive and not to see someone just making the same mistakes year after year after year. And I, we've seen that in personal friends that we have. They just make the dumb mistakes and they never learn. And you really hope one day that the Balkan skulls that we know, you know, they turn into beautiful butterflies and don't stay caterpillars the rest of their lives. So there's definitely someone that like post COVID, um, when like, I, like I want to make it out to one of these morph con things, yeah. you know, I follow some Rangers and they go to, they, they go to some conventions. I got this really cool banner. I think I showed you If not, I'll show you when we leave, but it's like, uh, some, some artists made it. It's like a, a custom banner. It's like 16 by 20 or something, some weird size that I have to like go to like Michael's or something to get a frame for right. it. Um, but it's like really awesome drawn of like all the characters from Power Rangers in space. And I believe they're on it. So I need to get their signatures on it. I need to get everyone's signatures on it. And yeah, so one of these like more of con things, like I definitely want to go to because I mean, aside from like looking up more stuff and seeing all like the cool like props and stuff that they bring, like they're definitely one of those people where it's like, Oh, you're a big part of my childhood. Like I would definitely like to meet you aside from you don't hear stories about them yeah being jerks or anything like that well and the other thing too now that i think about it so we, we think about going to these conventions and like you know uh c2e2 and wizard world and i gotta think like there's not too many people from my childhood live action wise that are like shows that like i can remember that i want to see and all the power rangers seasons they're they're always present and these are guys that like you sat and you watched these are real people doing stuff but i, I really can't think of anyone from the 90s that's not a movie star that i i want to meet except for power rangers people i mean it just it shows the long lasting effect they've had you know like again i can only speak from my personal experiences you know most of a aside from you know aside from jason david frank and listen i'm sure i'm sure that if i if i got the chance to meet him again not mentioning where i work i'd have a pleasant experience with the guy because you should challenge him to a fight Oh, MMA fight and pin him to the wall. Oh, I should just like say this is for Jean Claude. <laughs> yeah, I should just run up and punch him in the ear. Yeah, say this is for Jean Claude. For those unaware, um, I'm thinking about this. I think I'm going to release this episode much like we did last week with the free Mortal Kombat one. I think I'm going to release this one free as well. Yeah. Um, just on the feed, so you guys can get kind of a preview of what these episodes are like. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who missed it, we told the story uh, on the Jason David Frank episode where he and Jean-Claude Van Damme almost got into a fight at a Comic-Con in Mexico. So if you're, you know, if if you're a member uh, of that specific tier, you can go listen and you've already heard the story. Awesome for you. If not, uh, go sign up for the Patreon. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, you know, the one thing with Power Rangers is it's, it's almost like with wrestlers. You know, it's like these were the superheroes of your childhood and getting the chance to meet them is always awesome. And there's always an audience for, you know, 
every ranger much like with almost every wrestler you know you can think of someone who you're like oh really this person's super over like you're shocked sometimes Mm -hmm. like when you show up to like a WrestleCon or something and you're like oh shit check out check out the line for this guy like good on them good on her or him um but yeah uh i think i mean that pretty much just kind of wraps it up for you know for this week's episode on Balkan Skull unless you had anything else to say no I think we we've we actually spanned several seasons with these guys so yeah uh, yeah I think I think that sums it up on I that. think for for the next episode um, we should definitely talk about that forever red episode it's, it's like 20 minutes long yeah so if you I'll get, watch it yeah you know and I'm po- I'm sure it's on YouTube if not you can find it by alternative means yeah. um, you know it's uh, it's a specific episode from the season that season of wild force if that helps you guys kind of find it but if not look up forever red there's something out there yeah there's something you'll be able to find it again it's 20 maybe 25 minutes at most and uh the prim- basic premise of it is they gather all the red rangers at that point to uh fight off the remaining uh the remnants of the machine empire uh, and they reuse uh, some old Beetleborg costumes, basically go. whatever they had laying around, yeah. and it's pretty fun. So that's what we'll talk about uh, on on the next episode of uh, Go Go Scrump and Stank. Um, but uh, for this week's episode of Go Go Scrump and Stank, I've been Scrump, and this is Stank, and this is friend of the show Rita Repulsa. What are you doing? Stop listening to Go Go Scrump and Stank. I'm tired of hearing about those stupid Power Rangers. That show is giving me such a headache! Ha 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 ha!